The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat, a Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I am a Dark Angels player. I am here. I am introducing myself for some reason. I don't know why, but we're trying something a little bit different here today. We, we got a slideshow, so we're going to try this out. Yes. So for folks in the uh, in YouTube style. world, uh, again, my name is Jesse. And uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a while. We just haven't done a slideshow with it. Never. Michael, go. <laughs> I, I play Imperial Fists, I guess. <laughs> Austin, go. Hey, I uh, play Space Wolves and every mortal on Terra and mostly off of it, I guess, at this point. Who knows? Yeah, well, there we go. At this point, there aren't a whole lot of mortal armies on Terra. Like, there are a couple, but... I mean, there's piles. They're just mostly having a bad time. Mm, I feel like they're mostly dead. I mean, if you want to be a pessimist about it, yeah, they are <laughs> mostly dead at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, the three of us we're here today. Um, there's several. Uh, there's a large cast of characters of ourselves here down in uh, Richmond, Virginia, who just uh, uh, been recording this podcast for a while. So if this is your first time, welcome. Um, tonight we are going to go over a little more Siege of Cathonia action here. We're going to discuss the Decurian upgrades and also delve into the Infernus Abomination, uh, a.k.a. the Traitor Assassin. So we're going to get digging into that here pretty soon. But first, as always, we'd like to thank our patrons. Our latest patron, newest patron, I should say, is Legion Centurion Tier. Thank you very much, Logan Karsuski. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name, but I gave it my best shot. Thank you for becoming a Centurion. And as always, I'd like to thank all of our top-tier Legion Flexomancers, Alex Self, Andrew N., Jap Lanisar, Chris Kymick, Chris Mack, Daniel, Edvin Ullman, Real Snice, Rena the Fluth, and Variance Hammer. Thank you all to our patrons. And if you'd like to become a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Choose a tier. Uh, it's a per-episode thing. Uh, we try to put them out at least once a week or once every other week. Um, we think it's fun and you get to yeah, listen to, I mean, to these episodes a week early. How long now? I, I don't even really want to do the math. Oh, we've been doing this since 2017, nearly weekly. 2023 has been a bit of a struggle, but it's been fun. All right. Now on to the 30 K heresy, uh, yeah, new 30 K news and heresy Thursday roundup. I should have proofreaded these slides before I started. Whatever. That's it's fine. cool. We'll do it live. Fuck it. That's right. So today, there's a little article regarding the Legion Imperialis upcoming game, the Atheon Heavy Sentinel. Yeah, look at that little guy, or perhaps big guy. Uh, he looks like a hefty boy, that is for damn sure, uh, and seems like an absolute delight. He is tiny and chunky, um, bigger than a normal Sentinel from all appearances, uh, and doing wonderful things with what looks like missile launchers and then also uh, 
a multi laser, which seems like a weird ask, but you know, there there it is, doing multi lasery things. I, I guess it gives it a anti infantry weapon. Yeah, like it's not like they're talking like it's out here doing crazy stuff, but it's it's still a sentinel, right? Like it's still not trying to fight a main battle tank or a dreadnought or anything. Well, um, I guess it depends what's in, in those missiles. That's true. I guess if you had the right stuff, you could cause people problems with it, couldn't you? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be exactly what, at least fluff-wise, Sentinels have always wanted to back them up. Something that's just got a little bit more punch. That's true. I can't get over how much those legs look just like the Armager's legs. Yeah. That throws me off quite a bit. Not, not, not in a bad way. It's like, it looks just like an armager. I'm looking over at my models. It's like, ah, it looks just like the same thing. Like they hiked, uh, heisted some uh, information from the Mechanicum. It looks real I mean, derpy in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's what we should expect from Imperial technology. It should just be not quite the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we use the same legs for this. What? They work. <laughs> Sue me. Well, I look forward to either using Terminator chain fists to tear it open in 28 millimeter, since I assume that's going to happen at some point, or just stomping on them with tiny little tight feet. You got to think, and I hope so much, because like it makes good sense. They've obviously done this in their little CAD machines or however that works, so presumably not that hard to just make a 28 version when you make the little one. Make it bigger. But uh, I will say Epic has occasionally been known to throw things out that don't actually get models for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it would feel kind of weird if they if they didn't, though, because if we remember the roadmap, they were talking uh, sometime mid mid fall, uh, some new army updates that they didn't quite yeah. say what. We'll see. And I, I would I would guess solar oxys because now we know just like this. um Big boy here. We know they've got other ones. Yeah, it's it's like, kind of fun. How they, they have set- solar auxilia CAD files sitting around there somewhere. Like, do it, do it now. And I, I felt like solar auxilia was kind of the leading contender for that even before we had this information. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was going to be that or demons in my mind. Yeah, I mean, we already got yeah. busted demons though. That's true, but we don't have any rules for them apart from the brutes, which are fine, but not. There's that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I gotta admit, it would be real cool if GW did like a multi-part generic demon. Mm, Kind of like the old demon prints in a way. Yeah, but for like lesser demons. Lesser demons, but like 2023 (laughs) style. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a lot of bits left over though, I'm afraid. I I don't know. That'd be really cool. I mean, the War Games Atlantic stuff I got ships with like, hey, you bought this box of 24 infantry. Here's a hundred heads. And 60 arms and figure it out. Uh, so I mean, GW they didn't have the box similar. of skulls. So, yeah, I do love a good box of skulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool to see a plastic solar ox, even though it's a little smaller than uh, anticipated at first. <laughs> <laughs> Did not and see don't uh, those epic plastic coming. assault marines. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Did not see that. Uh, Did not see that coming beforehand. Mm-mm. Look, I've seen the writing on the wall since there was literally writing on the wall. There <laughs> were like two or three years oh, yeah. ago when they were yeah. like, make Marines small again. And I was I'm like, that's sure. it. They're doing it. Austin, I'm pretty sure that was like three or four years ago at this point. Oh, I remember that video. Nevertheless, let the record show three to four years ago is probably when they actually had the idea to do it. Yeah. You know, like given lead times for stuff, like, 
either that or I forget who it was giving that like whose desk that was who was talking. Yeah. Uh, they they could have just been. It's been a while. I do remember the uh, the drop pod rules that they were testing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just slam it on the table. <laughs> Stand on a ladder and yeet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So we also, uh, this Heresy Thursday, they had revealed the 28mm Champion model in Mark VI armor. Real pretty. I, I, I like Super it. Super pretty. I like it, and but I it's, for the most part, pure uh, kit bashing fodder for me. So here's what I really like about these generic Centurions they've been doing. Mm-hmm. It's that they have a lot of character on their own. Um, and you can just build them as is, and you have a cool little centurion. Mm-hmm. But also, they are great for kit bashing with. You swap They've out a couple really pieces, and you have something that's just dripping with legion flavor. Yep, and it yep. it's perfect, and I think it's very well done. I think lately they've been doing a good job of keeping in mind of the uh, like the arms and the shoulder pads, and keeping it separate enough to where you can really you know do your own thing with it. I am looking forward to putting a Dark Angel's helmet on that guy. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to look so darn mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it doesn't need I'm, much. For my no, I'm not sure about the multi-melta. Like, it's a, you know, multi-melta is always a great weapon, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a little pricey, I think. Seems like it'd be easy to swap the arm off or uh, even just uh, cut down the multi-melta and put a shield over that arm. That's going to be great on a veteran, I bet. Mm-hmm. That multi-melta is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and then you I mean, have a great thing, multi-melta like- bit. Yeah, multi multi crazy character nowadays is always going to be kind of yeah, yeah. Um, do champions get the iron halo? I cannot remember. Uh, they don't get an iron, a... iron halo. Uh, they do get a uh, refractor field though, which is okay. what I assumed that was. I mean, it looked like an iron halo to me. Yeah, that's like fair. A old school. I don't think. Yeah, it's sure. I don't think they get those, but yeah, I'm. Some, I'm again, it's going to be a. Yeah. But now I'm going to look just to make sure. Yeah. Well, I'll take a look anyways. I'm going to feel real dumb if they do, because I, I love running champions. Do, 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 do. Fact, oh, they gain a Paragon Blade, but that's it. Yeah. So, look, yeah. Iron Halo is going to go on somebody else, I think. Hmm. That, I don't know. I understand the purpose of a refractor field. It's effectively you know, an Iron Halo, just not as powerful. But to me, that screams Iron Halo. So I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to put that on a Praetor or something. <laughs> Fair enough. Save the backpack for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool backpack. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole model is just real good. Yeah. Yeah. It really evokes that uh, Primaris uh, champion that they put out, especially with the uh, front armor and stuff. Mm. It does. And at the risk of being uh, crucified by the internet, yeah. I'm going to uh, put it out there. I like that. I like that it calls back to the Primaris. It's a good it link between the two forward. styles. Uh, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it also, <laughs> I mean, it also calls back to the original champion too in 40 K. Mm-hmm. He had a very, uh, segmented piece of armor as well. So yeah, it's I a think good it's look. cool. It's, it's a good look. Yeah. It's all along the same line. Anyways, that's, uh, what I got here for the 30 K heresy. Although, am I the only There's, one? And mm-hmm. I, again, I like the look of this. But am I the only one that it looks like his belt's a little sagging? Like his belt isn't actually cinched. It's just kind of like, yeah, I get this thing. It's okay, so the style of the time. Going Han Solo over here with his low slung. Okay, I got a weird question for you, Austin. Um, and I don't want to make assumptions, but have you ever worn a sword belt before? Yes. Okay, because my experience wearing them is that yeah, it actually works a little better if it sags a little bit. 
Um, stuff sits lower and hangs off the hip a, a bit more. Stops it from bouncing around as much. I uh, did not have that luxury, let's say. Oh, um, <laughs> But I was also using a much lighter sword than that man was carrying, so... Fair. <laughs> no doubt that makes a bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this isn't one of Dorne's favorites, though. Coming coming out to parade with a uncinched belt. <laughs> Look, he's a champion. He can do what he wants at that point, I think. Tell it to Sigismund. <laughs> little odds and ends. You know, I'm coming back. Okay. To little odds and okay. ends I like. Here's the difference between your average Legion champion and Sigismund. Sigismund is a bitch. Sigismund mm. has zero fucks to give. <laughs> he does, though. He has so many, so many things he cares about. Sigmund, uh, Sigismund already has a 30k model, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Although I feel like you could probably easily uh, kit bash this guy into a Sigismund as well if you like this style more. I mean, it's he's a barely a paint job away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this Artificer Mark VI. I want it. How do you guys right, feel yeah. this guy uh, would translate to other legions? Because I know a lot of people who have complained about it just being an, an Imperial Fists character, which. It's I personally don't see, but character. curious about other opinions. Look, imagine so. So the laurels make it a little more imperial fist ultramarine, right? Admittedly, mm-hmm. but put him in a hel- put him in the Mark Six helmet, and then paint him up in Sons of Horus colors. Oh, look at that! He's exactly like a Son of Horus. That's maybe one of the um, like Sons of Cthonia, right? Uh, Paint that tabard to look like human skin and give him a night lord's paint job. <laughs> Again, you need the helmet. Like, I think that's yeah. what's throwing people off. Like, yeah. that face and that, like, the bare head does give you a certain Legion vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just, or like, hey, position the helmet so that it's staring pensively off into space and paint him up like a white scar. Right there, there you go. There are, only a couple I think it wouldn't go well with. Um, Space Wolves being one of them, just because they don't really do tabards well. Like, I think you'd have to green stuff at least some fur onto him to really pull that off. Sure, sure. Um, and then he's too common collected a pose for me for like a heresy era world eater army. Like, if you were doing something when they were still loyal especially if you were doing a like pre Angron thing, I think it would work. Um, but then all the, all the legions are a little more generic, but even something like death guard, right? You just paint that guy up in death guard colors and just dunk him <laughs> in whatever version of nastiness you want to weathering powders, oils, washes, whatever. And I think he'd look really good in those colors as well. Uh, and then you start getting into, well, you know, if we put a different head on him, then I think pretty much everybody can play ball except again, like space wolves and world eaters. Even then I think like the pose as is sure. But I think if you get a different arm that has like a chain ax in it, actually, you know what? I take it back. If you got one of the, the world eater helmets, I think it would work because you paint the sword just like drenched in blood mm, and paint mm-hmm. him as if he's just murdered his way through a company of Marines, put a body on the floor. Yeah. I think it would work. So yeah, every everybody but Space Wolves at this point. <laughs> I, I really think the helmets make the difference. Mm-hmm. The Laurel really, like Austin said, evokes Ultramarines or Imperial Fists. I see this guy immediately as a Dark Angel as soon as I put a you know a Mark IV, or Mark VI helm on this guy. Oh yeah, he's going to look so hundred percent, thousand percent. 
Uh, and even think about the other ones. Like you mentioned, like a, you said, just put the Mark six helmet on or even just like a, any of the, honestly, any helmet of any Legion. And suddenly you, you got them. I think the, uh, Oh, the gorget is large enough to hold most helmets of mm-hmm. different legions as well. Looks like you got plenty of headroom there. Should be. <laughs> it, it comes yeah, with the Mark VI there. helmet, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's it one of the, the standard helmet more space requiring helmets. Yeah. yeah, and that Mark VI helmet also comes with laurels too, so it also okay. kind of evokes mm-hmm. that stuff. Oh, I forgot well. that it came with laurels. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but yeah. again, it, even you don't have to worry about Mark VI helmet, and you're there for like. 16 of 18 legions pretty much and it's also worth noting that this is specifically a loyalist champion so oh, is it yeah ah okay yeah it's being marketed as a loyalist so if it ah. doesn't work with say night lord so well that that's okay yeah. and i think like you can etch off that uh that star that or i guess the sun you know sigils and stuff and you can add like uh sons of horus iconography or mm-hmm. Really, most, I mean, once you once you start shipping off kind of that sort of stuff, yeah, just go go. Yeah, yeah. The um that circular thing on the, his belt, I guess it's like the like a solar system type of uh, iconography. I think it's the same right. thing that was on Axe Praetor. Oh, that's right. Box. He did have that. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just sort of I, I forget what it is, but it's not a. I don't think it's a loyalist specific like icon iconography. I could be wrong on. I have no idea what it is, but I've been assuming not. But I think, yeah. I, I think so wait, this, this is being marketed as a loyalist champion. Yep. But the Legion champion is swings both ways. So we're going to get a bespoke trader champion. That's my assumption. Yeah, probably eventually. Uh, it's similar to the librarian and esoterist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would kick quite a bit of ass. Right. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> I think the, like a trader version of this is where people like White Scars and Space Wolves would find a better base model. Yeah. I was just about to say, uh, especially if it is like it's trader, but there's no like chaos runes or, you, you know, it's kind of like this, like, yeah, sure. You're loyalist, but you don't have anything that stops me from painting you like a trader. Yeah. If the trader one is just kind of a little more rugged. Mm. Great addition cool. to the range. Yep. I'm happy with it. I'm looking forward to getting this model. Alrighty. So we're going to take a quick break and then we are going to, be right back and start talking Siege of Chthonia to Kurians. I'll be right back after this quick message. Go! Goblinshut.com is the distributor for the Dirty Down paint line and other hobby products in North America. Dirty Down liquid effects and aging sprays have been used by prop masters in TV and film for over 30 years to create incredible realistic looking effects in a fast, reliable way. They can be spotted in some of your favorite media such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Alien just to name a few. That precision has now been brought to the miniature realm and is taking the hobby by storm. In the Dirty Down line, you'll find rust, moss, and vertigris effects, unlike anything else on the market. With a vigorous shake and a mix of a bottle, a single wash creates the combined effects of multiple other paints and even provides a subtle texture. Dirty Down's entire line is also water-soluble, so you can achieve a wide variety of effects, entirely reworking, removing, or layering to your heart's content to achieve the perfect weathered look. With this capability, the line is perfect for speed painting while also having the depth for use for competition pieces. If you'd like to buy Dirty Down at a shop near you, ask your friendly local game store to go to goblinshut.com for information on stocking it. You can also purchase it direct as well. Also, all listeners of the Remembrancers Retreat can get a 5% discount on your online order with the promo code RR30K. 
and patrons of the Remembrancers Retreat get 15% off their orders. Once again, that's GoblinsHut.com, home of the Dirty Down Liquid Effects. And we're back. Legions, Legioness, Legioness Decurion, page 215 of the Siege of Chthonia. Legioness. Something. Decurions of the Legion. That's right. <laughs> so uh, for those who may not be in the know, effectively, from a uh, you know, top-down standpoint, Decurions are uh, upgrades that you can take with vehicles, specific, specific vehicles, but um, they kind of like introduce a new precedent of having just basically upgrades that you can add to additional units that already exist. And I think that's kind of cool. Yep. Just like companies, tanks are people too now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the most part, uh, the Decurians allow specific uh, uh, rea- advanced reactions models can take. And this book comes with two that can be used by any Legionus Astartes uh, vehicle. And then they have two individual uh, Legion-specific Decurions, one for the Sons of Horus and one for the Imperial Fists. Well, now, not every vehicle. Correct. Not every vehicle. Just, they do specifically call out what vehicles can be taken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or can take this upgrade. In this case, it's Predators, Sicarians, Sicarian Punishers, and Krythos. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it makes is. me excited to see what we'll see in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, if we start and, getting specialists like Speeder Centurions and all sorts of mm, crazy stuff. Oh, that would be cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, this finally gives you an opportunity to uh, use that little guy that's in the hatch with your vehicle models and actually use him as a specific upgrade, which I've I think got is kind of cool. Hmm. I've got now two I think of the Forge World Laser Destroyers, and one of them's got a little guy sticking his head out the top. Can't use it with these, but someday. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to go on in. Let me, next slide. There we go. The Kurians. They do have some fancy ones for the Sons of Horus and Imperial Fists. Yeah. that Available at Forge see- World if you're interested. Hmm. That Sons of Horus one makes me sad, mainly because it is an amazing model. And if the goddamn banner wasn't so Sons of Horus y, already molded in. Like, I, feel... I would absolutely love to have him as a Space Wolf. Like, the Imperial Fist, I can shave off that chest piece. That's no big deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all, in all due respect, the Imperial Fist one is practically what you get in the plastic models outside of a few, you know. Other than the assault cannon, he's With pretty close to the, to four the normal times guy. the amount of or th- four times the amount of ammo it normally carries. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. With a reasonable amount of ammunition for something that probably goes through a thousand rounds a minute. That's <laughs> so much ammunition. Uh, yeah. Also, he does have a cool biotic arm going on. He does. Mm-hmm. Do that like is true. That arm. And the uh, Sons of Horus guy. I now I want to try because. You know those old little uh, banners you used to get for the back of uh, backpacks from the mm-hmm. old Mark Seven mm-hmm. original classic Space Marines. I'm I'm curious to see what I can do with a banner carrying arm and one of those little uh, backpack banners. Mm. Yeah, fuck! I just realized those are going to start becoming hard to come by. Mm. Uh, potentially, yeah, that's uh, potentially. Uh. Look at that gangster lean too that Sons of Horse is on. He's like, I know that could use this gun, like but. I'm just going to wave this flag at you. You'll leave. <laughs> You're not. Even he's just looking down this poor. Trigger. He's looking down this poor bastard who's trying to run back and 
that stares like, oh, okay. Just like some militia private, 15 years old, <laughs> melt a bomb in hand, just stops, <laughs> slowly places the melt a bomb on the floor and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Yeah, I'll kick it off uh, with the Legiones Dicturian Defensor. He's 20 point upgrade. Uh, as we spoke previously, he goes on a Predator, uh, Sikorin, Sikorin Punisher, or Kratos. Any or all models in the army can have it, so you're not necessarily re- relegated to just one per squadron, if you've got a squadron. Um, but a model with this upgrade must have a pintle-mounted weapon, excluding the Havoc Launcher, which I guess isn't fired by a guy standing outside of the hatch, for obvious reasons, if you've ever seen the Havoc Launcher. Uh, And then you get the point defense advanced reaction. Uh, It may be made whenever an enemy unit declares a charge or shooting attack, uh, targeting unit that includes this uh, model with this rule, uh, make a point defense advanced reaction. The reacting unit may make a shooting attack with any defensive weapons that are not turret mounted and any pental weapons uh, targeting the enemy unit uh, that triggered this reaction following all their usual shooting attacks, except that all pental mounted weapons may make twice the normal number of attacks. And uh, you can't attack indirectly, you know, no barrage, standard stuff. Uh, and template weapons must use the wall of death rule instead of attacking normally, but are ins- assumed to inflict the maximum possible number of hits instead of rolling to determine the number of hits inflicted. This is goddamn hilarious and absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> any unit, just the reacting unit, so if you're in a tank squadron, all of them, right, all the all the tanks in the squadron can fire with their pinto weapons twice if you've got this guy in the squadron. As written, that's what it sounds like. So the time of the pinto-mounted multi-melta is here. <laughs> oh, Austin. You haven't been part of the Pencil Mountain Multi-Weapon Club? That implies that I bring tanks to games, Jesse. Oh, that's true. That's I true. I walk like Russ intended. I never leave home without it on my rhinos. Or have Vindy Laser Destroyers, which if you're close enough to use a multi-melta with them, you're <laughs> in a bit of a hurting spot. You know, Austin, I was almost with you. And then you talked about walking like some sort of plebe who grandfather doesn't love. <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, I got a, another list with 30 bikes in it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, he just deep strikes his bullshit. Yeah, just and just my, teleport like a real I man. Save, <laughs> I save my tanks for the militia like a real man. <laughs> uh, but this Dear child, you need hilarious. this box more than I do. <laughs> exactly. This is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I fully support it, and I cannot wait to see how disrespectful people can be about it. Like, Charging me with that dreadnought? Y- you sure about that, boss? You real sure? <laughs> <laughs> I do love I do love vehicles not being able to overwatch. That's yes. a fun feature I never thought I'd ever see. You know, I was thinking we'd have to wait for like a Battle of Talarn supplement to see some decent vehicle upgrades. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. Yeah, right? Like I because I had the same thought that you'd need like a very tank specific event before you started getting cool tank stuff. And yeah. uh, I stand corrected, gloriously corrected. Now it makes me wonder what they're going to have when Talon does come out eventually. Yeah. Better come out eventually. Unless they only do <laughs> Talon for uh, armies Imperialis. Yeah. Militia uh, tank uh, list. Uh, Allegiance Imperialis. Yeah, that one. New Epic. New Epic. 
I'll figure heresy out the way eventually. Epic heresy. Epic better heresy. epic yeah. question mark. Hopefully <laughs> hard to see how it could be better, but at least be the same. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, like pintle mounted multi meltas. Granted, it'd be a 60, 80 point upgrade uh, <laughs> by the time you get the Taturian and get three of those on your squadron. But uh, six strength, eight AP one armor being twin linked 24 inch range. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. The Kratos is a nightmare. Yeah. Just a complete Lord of War nightmare. <laughs> Damn near. But even not not on one of those, right? If we're not even talking about something just absolutely nasty, take uh, take your Predator, mm-hmm. right? And just make it an assault, just the most disrespectful Predator on the face of the planet. And just four multi-meltas, run it around with one of these guys in the turret. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this from what I can tell, you know, activating the entire unit for 20 points seems like a steal. I wonder if that's going to get changed. I feel like, I feel like that may not be the intention. I don't know. Cause it, all it does, all he does is let you fire the guns twice. The pintle mounts. That, that's all he does. Yeah. That's all he does. That, that's all. That's all he does. I mean, 15 to 20% extra output in your game. I don't know. But, I don't but know. Again, if it your feels, person feels you're, cheap, but it is. It is it is a deal. It could be because I do run all my tanks with pencil mounted multi melters, and I feel like this is very dangerous for people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're a little weird in doing that. Um, Thank you, Austin. I don't know. Th- think of it this honestly, way. Honestly, I feel like this edition benefits you, generally speaking, to run the smaller stuff, and then your turret weapons are also a low enough strength that there's like a mass of return fire mm. when you when you uh, Overwatch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, like if you have a heavy flamer on your predator squadron in the turret, all right, great. You've done three free hits with the heavy flamer, but it is still only a heavy flamer. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, think about it the reverse. If it's a 20 point upgrade to get to fire a multi-melted twice uh, before your tank dies to the last cannon squad, at that point, I think it's too expensive. 20 points for one Mm multi-melted shot. And it's also not firing back at that last cannon squad because it's going to be out of range. There's that too, but mm-hmm. yeah, no. I mean, that's a that's a fair point though. Like, yeah, tanks aren't exactly durable when uh, when the big guns start rolling at them. No, that, that that is true. I still feel like they're they're missing something in my head, but I, I could be wrong. I need to play it more. I think, but yeah, what I'm I still curious feel... about mm-hmm. is how it would pair with. Uh, say assault cannons up top for blood angels or imperial fists disrespectfully (laughs) (laughs) i'm wondering if it might be enough of a dissentive to get that last cannon squad to maybe think of it has uh, more valuable and less lethal targets it can shoot at yeah or (laughs) something running around trying to punch your tanks to death right yeah that's already a little a little dicey this edition what with uh the strength eight explosions going on. And then if you also have to weather just shit tons of assault cannon fire or even heavy bolter fire, dangerous. Yeah. All in all, an interesting addition. Yeah. And I like that there are both people that think, oh, wow, this is real fucking good. This is too good. And people that are like, "Eh, it might not be that great. Because that probably shows it's a decently balanced thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also thinking, so like, Looking at the uh, options you have available, 
looking at the uh, Sakaran Omega Squadron. I'm sorry, Punisher Squadron is what we're looking at. Omega does not. Care. Yep. That has a lot more. Okay, there's the pencil mounted stuff. Yeah. There we go. There we go. You can fire your Havoc Launcher twice if you wanted to. I believe it excludes Havoc Launchers. Oh, does it? Yep. It excludes. Yeah, uh, it does exclude Havoc Launchers. I don't think it does. I think yeah, it stops you. You can't put the Decurion in one with the pencil mounted Havoc Launcher. But the actual point defense rule, like you can't fire them indirectly. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Because a pencil mounted Havoc Launcher should be able to be fired according yep. to point defense. Right. The Decurion just can't be on the model. Yeah, the... so you could have him with an assault cannon or something, and then the Havoc launchers, which, you know. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Now I see what you guys are talking about up near the top. Yeah. Where it can be taken, mm-hmm. excluding a pencil mounted Havoc launcher, probably because the Havoc launcher sits on top of the... Uh... For, for anyone who doesn't have the rulebook in front of you, uh, hey. this is kind of an interesting case because the presentation is very similar to that of the... Um, Centurion upgrades, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course it's a tank upgrade, so it's just a little different format than we're used to seeing for a non-character unit. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's yeah, I don't think I've ever seen unaligned upgrades before, which is kind of neat. I like it's, it. It's a little bit different. Time to get it's takes a little time to get used to. Yeah, but hopefully, putting so much effort into making this a thing, we haven't seen the last of Dissurians. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like other unlined upgrades for future units or mm-hmm. past units. Maybe we'll see something similar for ace pilots. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Not as cool as this Decurion Locust, though. Decurion Locust? You mean there's two of them? There are. So we got for 30 points, this upgrade can be purchased for any or all models from the following units in an army. Predators, Sakarans, Sakaran Punishers, and the Kratos. And a model with this upgrade may make the Locust Strike advanced reaction. And plus, you also get an up. You also get a Nuncio Vox. Nuncio Vox on your tank. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no to that, I guess. Yeah. All right. Advanced reaction, Locust Strike. Uh, let's see. Do-do-do. It is advanced reaction. Uh, may be made whenever an enemy makes a shooting attack, targeting a unit eligible to make this reaction. Uh, once the active player has resolved all to hit rolls, armor penetration rolls, and vulnerable saves, and any damage mitigation rolls are made, but before the effects of any lost hold points or vehicle damage chart rolls as a result of a shooting attacks made by all weapons in the active player's unit that made the shooting attack are applied, the active player may make a shooting attack, targeting the unit that triggered this reaction and following all the usual rules for shooting attacks. A model with this vehicle unit type attacking as part of this reaction may attack with all of its defensive weapons and up to one battle weapon. However, if the controlling player chooses to attack with only a single battle weapon and no defensive weapons, then all of that model's attacks as part of this reaction gain a bonus of plus one to all hit rolls. Template weapons may only be used as part of a Locust Strike advanced reaction if the target unit is within eight inches and must use the Wall of Death rule instead of firing normally. So again, a plus one to hit. And now you know what the guy sticking his head out of my Vindy Laser Destroyer is going to be. Well, you can't take him in a Vindicator laser. Oh, God damn it, you can't take him in a Vindicator. God damn it. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. He'd be so no. good in a Vindicator oh, laser. That's why you can't. <laughs> I know that's why you can't. God damn it. Also, it's not on a turret. We'll edit it in post. Nah, well, no, you're Nope. All overall. Like, I, I can see it'd be good on Predator. It'd be good on Karen. 
It'd be good on Secure and Punisher. It, it's actually pretty good on all these models here. It's good on anything with a big, nasty main gun. Which, <laughs> if your tank doesn't have a big, nasty main gun, what are you doing? Running a Land Raider, presumably. Uh, just fucking up. Land Raiders aren't a tank. It's an APC with delusions of grandeur. Yeah, I said it. I said the quiet part out loud. Well, you're a you're Land Raider. All right, you can't even take this on Land Raider, so never mind. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Can't do it. <laughs> You got to remember this. God, I'd be putting Decurions on everything. I do really like the Locust, though. Um, mm-hmm. It it fixes that problem where you can't shoot back with the battle weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just ignore that. Yep. It's the one thing that everybody wants. Yep. And it even makes it useful. Like, even if you only have a one-shot weapon, right? Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. say, all right, I'm not going to fire back with my heavy bolters because they're out of range or whatever the hell. Or hell. I'm just bringing a predator that only has the the main gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get after it. Well, I guess they all come with heavy bolters stock now, but still. So so here's what I'm thinking. Uh, Okay. I've got this locust that lets me return fire with my battle weapon and all the secondary weapons, uh, but I've got heavy bolters on it and you're firing at me with another predator. Like Mm -hmm. I could fire those secondary weapons, but they're going to bounce off. Instead, I'll take the plus one to hit and not waste the shots. And guarantee yourself, you know, quote unquote, Dang the, hit, the hit back. Yeah. And suddenly the other guy's got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure what the move is for a predator with this, though. Like, um, it, I think it pays off in spades if you take uh, like the Magna Malta or the, the Magna Malta upgrade. I can't decide if it would be better to have the Gravis Laz Cannon or the Magna Malta. I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to be great on any battle weapon. And I think it's pointed such that what you should do is you should buy your tanks and then see how many you can afford. It's fair. I'm sorry. The answer is Magna Melta. Heavy three. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 24 inch range, right? Or is it more? 36. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go with the Magna Melta. You won't go wrong. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Just... Of course, you're paying. Let's see. You're paying a lot for that. But it'll actually do something. Uh, actually, so it's, it's 50 well, points for the command for the command tank. Yeah. Uh, so 170, but it also comes with the Nuncio box, which, you know, why not? But again, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you take this guy and the whole squadron can do this trick. So if I... Um, so this one does say, uh, looking for the text, um, but I it's know, up to one battle weapon. Per tank? Full stop. Yeah, it says a model with a vehicle unit type attacking as part of this reaction may attack with all defensive weapons and up to one battle weapon. However, if the controlling player chooses to attack with only a single battle weapon and no defensive weapon, then all of that model's attacks. Then all of that model's attacks as part of this reaction gain a bonus of plus one to all hit rolls. That's it's. Uh, uh. Um, actually, you know what? Attacking I'm, as part of this reaction. Yeah, I'm flipping on it because it says uh, a model can. Uh, fire with a single with up to one battle weapon. If your yeah. unit just happens to be, you know, six vehicle models, then it makes sense to me that each vehicle model would be able to fire a battle weapon. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right? So you take this guy uh, in your squadron of three Magna Melta and you go, or, and on, honestly, actually, I take it back. At this point, the last cannons might be the play just to match because that 48 inch range is where everybody's going to be able to like shoot at it. And if you take that, suddenly you're massively disincentivized for shooting at this squadron at all with other vehicles. 
with other vehicles. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like you'd have to play games with infantry, which I'm sure is part of the the calculus, because you could also say, hey, I'm going to have, you know, the macro saker and have the same sort of math, but against infantry, you know, just fuck. Do I really want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, if I'm bringing predators, I'm not bringing macro sakers. Nobody's bringing a macro saker. If you got a predator, that's why. Put the God macro saker them. on your sabers where they belong. Right. Predators are trying to be big boy tanks. I mean, they're no Lehman Russ, but still they need a good anti-tank main gun. As someone who doesn't play tanks, my takeaway from this conversation is that tank players have got a lot of choices to make now in a good way. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It seems like there's no bad options. Just a matter of what you think is going to be best for you. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. Let's take a look at these Legion specific ones. (laughs) Austin. Or yeah. Michael, I imagine you want to take the Imperial fist one. So Austin, if you want to do the, the I don't care. It it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) It doesn't matter much to me either. To be honest. Fair. That's right. You don't play tanks. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't teleport, are you even really a person? All right, well, then take the, take the Lanius, Michael. Okay. One, uh, so this is a 40-point upgrade to all the us- usual suspects. Uh, gains a pintle-mounted Bainstrike bolt cannon, uh, which is the heavy bolter version of Bainstrike bolter. 24-inch range, strength 6, AP 4, heavy 4, breaching 6 up. Um, and you gain the Decurian Lanius special rule. Uh which is hilarious. In short, Sons of Horus within 12 inches are treated as having a leadership of at least 9 in the shooting phase for the purpose of morale and pinning checks. If a unit still fails this check and is within the line of sight of this model, they suffer 1d3 wounds against which no saves may be made and they pass the check. Yeah, within 12 no inches of line of sight. any uh, kind. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yep. Um, but good, that is hilarious. It, I love this. It's a commissar for Sons of Horus. <laughs> but he's on a tank with a fucking Drive me closer. I want to shoot you with my bolter. You. <laughs> also, don't tell the salty players how much that Bane Strike heavy bolter looks like a uh, bolt rifle. For Primaris. <laughs> don't let don't, you, don't you tell shut that. your whore mouth <laughs> looking at the drum mag on it. <laughs> that, extended case i don't know i don't know my does look like a cool gun i'm a little now, sad it's now stuck i want to put, put <laughs> now i want to put uh some primaris guns up against it what are you what are you doing <laughs> god damn it call you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this guy is super funny and like my initial reaction was oh that's kind of fucking worthless but that's just because i'm still thinking every other edition of 30k and 40k overplayed mm. where leadership nine is just not that big a deal for space marines uh, right but when all your shitty boys are leadership seven and leadership can be a massive pain in the ass suddenly that's looking like a good deal now they're nine and not gonna run more importantly not gonna be pinned right yeah you put this on a kratos and just live the dream oh that would be so cool Right, because I mean, that's, that's the biggest oh, platform, this... so that's the most desirable tank to have it on. Yeah, seeing that guy on top of a Kratos is actually pretty badass, now yeah. I think about it. The only downside I can think of is if you take him, then you can't take one of the other Decurians. Well, funnily enough, that's where you're wrong, kiddo. Mm? Um, mm. They may be purchased for specific models, 
and the Defensor. So, so for the Deterian Lanius, be purchased for any one model, uh-huh. not upgraded with the Pinto weapon, right? So you take him and your squadron of three Kratos or three Predators, right? Oh, I see what you're getting at. Then you take the Decurian Defensor in another tank in the squadron. Right. So and suddenly you-, you can point defense with the Bane Strike Bolt Cannon. Because fuck you, that's why. Just bring a squadron of three Kratoses, <laughs> each one with a different Decurian. Just a Decurian for every season. Yes. And a season for every Decurian. Uh, I thought the Kratos can only go to a squadron of two. So with predators then. Predators. Predators. We'll keep it we'll keep it classic. <laughs> Just three Rogue Trader era predators, that guy in the hatch, uh, a Rogue Trader Mark Six Beaky for the Defensor, and just <laughs> Flight maximum of the disrespect in, the background. in minimum oh, size yeah. chassis. <laughs> Riding out in maximum style. Yep. <laughs> Just a Panzer Battalion by Sabaton cranked at maximum volume. <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. And the Bane Strike Bolt Cannon's not a bad uh, point defense weapon either. Nope. It still counts as point. I mean, it's a Pinto weapon, so it gets that done. Strength mm-hmm. six, heavy four. Breaching six up. Breaching six up. Not to be not to be sneezed at. I take it over no, a standard heavy bolter. Because that's probably st- what a fifteen point upgrade. If you were just sticking the gun on him, that sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe ten to fifteen points plus whatever other weapons you have on the thing anyway, too. So, well, I just mean like you know as a, a discount for the Lanius, right? Yeah, mm, gotcha. I think you're right. Like you're you're getting him for like twenty five ish points, and then the Bane Strike bolt cannon that his buddy the Curian Defensor can fire twice. Yeah. Oh man. It's it's amazing how much <laughs> we're a narrative podcast, I swear to God. <laughs> we're just digging through the rules this time around. We've we've all played this game long enough though <laughs> that even though we bring fluffy lists, it's not because we have to. It's My narrative is kicking ass. <laughs> My narrative is kicking ass. It's fine for Weimark. He doesn't have a tank. It's true. I just teleport in and get shot to death by Oswex. Jesse, with all of his goddamn multi-melta pintles, has to yes. is is in temptation right now. One of these days, I can put the Curians and Rhinos, and then you're all fucked. It's just <laughs> Whatcaster on your shoulder, <laughs> saying, "Do it, do it." <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm saving all my whack for Titanicus at the moment. Mm. <laughs> Solid. I'll remember that come Nova. I want some wins, damn it. <laughs> if only you could find any. Fucking right. <laughs> For those of you that aren't in our chat, Mike had a super bad fucking time last game of Titanicus. Uh, I think Jared killed uh, something like 2,600 points of my 3,000 point list. I might have killed 400 points. Maybe. Uh, I- a as tricked out as possible Warhound is about 220 points. Yeah. And so, by that, I mean like multiple corruptions and all sorts of things. Yeah. So I killed like 300 points. It, yeah. It is <laughs> damn near 10 to one in his favor. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, it it was bad. The disrespect. But moving <laughs> oh. on. Moving on. Uh, yeah. All right. Imperial Fists have a fun boy. The Decurian Sagittar uh, for 40 points. Um, goes into all the standard suspects. And then when a model with this special rule makes a shooting attack, one defensive weapon or pintle mounted weapon 
may make attacks targeting a different target to any other weapon the model attacks with. This should be resolved with a separate suiting attack before or after all other weapons. Can't be used to target a unit forced to disembark due to attacks made by the model's other weapons. Uh, attacks made by the single weapon chosen to attack a different target may be given the Skyfire or Precision Shot 5-Up special rule at the controlling player's choice. And a model with this upgrade gains a Pintle-mounted Elastis Assault Cannon and an Augury Scanner. Because goddamn. <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm thinking that doesn't sound very good. Thinking a, um, a, a pencil mounted belted gun with precision shot five up might sound good. Yes, it's a shame you can't do that. I'm also uh, thinking Skyfire is wasted on an Elasidus. Oh, that's true. I guess yeah, because it's mm. not going to be able to get the pens you're looking for. You're still right. better off taking a Derrideo with last cannons. Mm-hmm. Yep, because oh. you're locked into the Elasidus assault cannon with this guy. Mm-hmm. Hold I, on, see hold on, I see now. I see. Hold on. So the Elastis Assault Cannon, for those of you wondering, uh, 24-inch range, Strength 6, AP 4, Assault 4, Rending 6 up, uh, and can get hot as part of a reaction. Mm-hmm. And w- when does it get hot now these days? I forget. Uh, it just, or, or it just gets hot. It doesn't have the special yeah, it, rule. Yeah. It gains just, the gets hot special rule. No three ones jam the weapon the rest of the game. It's, it's still it's a great a change. Ones. Yeah. Ooh, oof, I don't know how. On a reaction, it's what? You take a wound? If you fire it while taking the reaction. Uh, yeah, I believe it's you take a wound. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's never happened to me, but yeah. You'll, you'll take a whole it point. Home. It'll be a bad time. Uh, yeah. Well, if I, if I recall right, for gets hot, a vehicle has a four up save against gets hot. Oh, all right. Rolls. Okay. Unless they changed it to be fair. Cause I haven't fired any weapon with a gets hot on a vehicle in this edition. Yet. Yeah. I don't think I I've read the vehicle that. rules to be honest. So you can swap it out. So it's essentially saying this is about a 20, 25 point upgrade because uh, you can swap out a heavy flamer for one of these for 20 points. Can you? Yes. Uh, just the Elastis assault cannon. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can swap yeah. an Elastis for a heavy flamer. I don't think yeah. you can go the other way. So you're saying that to get precision shot five up and Skyfire is 20 points. And you're right. Skyfire. I mean, unless you're you're hunting my poor bastard Arvis out of the sky, <laughs> which this will do that very, very easily. Um, it's not doing a whole hell of a lot else, I don't think. Maybe demons when they come uh, out. Yeah, Maybe. like demons. Demons. Even then I'm it, doubtful. Well, some of those demons fly. Like when you're talking about a toughness value to flying things, suddenly strength six is much more interesting. And yeah. also the rending. This is this is a little bit better than the Bane Strike Bolt Cannon. Bane Strike's breaching. Sure. But you got the rending. On a six up. How many shots? Four shots, you said? Four shots. Yeah. So statistically, you're not getting a single rending on a single volley. Ah, fair. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, if you stick this with the guy that, that lets you double tap top weapons, then statistically, you're getting one rending. Which well, the the problem is you're be. fishing you're fishing for pens at that point. Like you're gonna you'll need sixes to wound most or to glance most vehicles. Yeah, and then you'll rend. So you're just auto penning them, which isn't the end of the world, except you're gonna do that once. Yeah, and you're not gonna you can't explode it. Um, so I I think the move is you're just going for precision shots. Yeah, right. But I will say it's not part of a react uh, it's not always part of reactions whenever you make a shooting attack mm-hmm. which is the difference between all these other centurion well the base centurions anyway um 
or even the Securian Lanius, like you need other units to make him work. This guy, he can just precision shot you with an assault cannon. Yep. And he has an augury scanner, which is another like 10 or 15 points. So really this guy is only like a 10 point upgrade. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. which makes me feel a little better about him. Cause you're right. First glance, it's kind of like, ah, 40 points. Fuck. But then you're like, all right. If you were putting an assault cannon on it anyway, and let's face it, you were an Imperial Fist, you were putting the assault cannon on it. Uh, then you get the Augury Scanner, which is a nice trick. And after that, it's like, hey, you want to spend 10 points to give your assault cannon the ability to shoot it whatever it wants with precision shot five up? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So coming back with the uh, the gets hot rule with vehicles. Only for Overwatch, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, so if a, if a vehicle shoots a weapon and it gets hot for each... Uh, one to hit, you roll a d6, and on the one or two, you suffer a glancing hit. All right, I think so it's not a little bit better world. than it used to be back in the okay. Yeah, not the end of the world by any means. You finally got a three-up save against a glancing hit if it gets hot. So, you know, like a standard Marine. Yeah. All right. All told, it, um, it feels like it's not doing much, but you're right. Given what it comes with, it's also not very expensive. So Yeah, like, it's not doing a lot, but it's 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I'm really curious to see what I'm assuming all other legions are going to get their own decurion at some point. Maybe we'll I hope see. so. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. All right. Well, we are going to take another quick break and refresh our drinks. And then we're going to be talking about Infernus Abomination. We'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Uh, Austin had to uh, bail, not bail. He had to leave. He had, he had, fatherly duties to attend to way more important than this. Yes, absolutely. All right. But now we are here to talk about the Infernus abomination an agent of the cults abominatio, which we finally have rules for after seeing the model a while ago. And I gotta say, every time I see this model, i like it a little bit more. Yeah. Still not a huge fan, but it's got some great details on it. Yeah. Slowly growing on you props to whoever sculpted it, even if it's not my thing. Yeah, it's definitely a fun sculpt. Um, definitely blends in the demon verse and the know, demons and the assassins. It does a pretty yeah. good job. I'm looking at how the flesh is like over top of the bony structures and you can like see it through the holes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very well done. Yeah, good sculpt. Good paint job, too, I'd say. Yeah, might be a little bright red for some people, but I think overall it does show the detail that's in it. And I think it's yeah, it's a fun model. I don't know if. Personally, I don't know. Personally, I probably won't get it because I don't generally play, uh, you know, traders to begin with. But when I, I trade, this is a fun project. When I play traders, I'm going to want to run actual demons with those points. So this thing is going to take contrast so well. There is that too. Yeah, That's this would be a model. great contrast paint job. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what members of the community can do with it. Yeah, I think it's uh, going out on pre-order this week. Oh, is it? Okay. I missed I think this and the that. uh and the Sons of Horus uh the Curian actually. Okay. Cool. I look forward to seeing that on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we're not actually here to talk about the model so much as the rule. That's right. Um so first of all, the cults of Bombadado uh are cult operatives. What does that mean? Uh more or less the same thing as uh um the assassin rule. Um, though there is an interesting twist. Uh, 
while it's a distrusted ally to whoever it's with, meaning it can't join units, uh, it can exp- members of the cult. Uh, sorry, cult operatives can explicitly be used with either loyalist or traitor allegiance. Um, now, this particular guy cannot because he's got the traitor keyword. But going forward, I'm curious what other cult cult operatives we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, and it should be noted that the cult operatives can only be placed in a primary detachment. Yes. So you cannot put this in an ally detachment. Uh, in addition, uh, the cults of Bominato, uh gained the advanced reaction Ephemeral Shift, which is very similar to the assassin reaction. Uh, it can be used in any phase, and uh, you make a leadership check to move the assassin 12 inches, ignoring terrain. It's basically a teleport. Uh, if the triggering action can't be completed, then the unit that triggered the reaction can't select a new target, so they lose that shooting attack or that charge. Uh, unlike the sh- uh, assassin reaction, uh, if this leadership check is failed, then both the triggering and the reacting unit suffer 1d6 wounds that can't be saved or mitigated. Um, oh, interesting. It, okay. It's effectively perils perils of the warp, <laughs> uh, except worse. <laughs> yeah, um, I like how it's against the uh, the model and the reacting unit or the active unit too. Yeah, uh, this guy's also interesting because this uh, reaction can be used in any phase, whereas the assassin reaction is only usable in the shooting phase. Mm. The assassin one is also uh, not twelve inches but twice initiative, which for the Imperial Assassins ends up being 10 to 12 inches. Okay. Um, and also goes off without a leadership check. But I, I think overall they're very comparable. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's, it's a good reaction. I like it. Yes. And it's going to keep it, help it stay alive given it can't join a unit. Yeah. And in, in addition, this model also has a new unit subtype called the Abomination Unit. So there's a few extra changes here. Uh, Models with the Abomination subtype, they ignore all movement penalties when moving or charging through terrain of any kind and automatically pass all dangerous terrain checks when they are called upon to make. They may never join or be joined by a unit made up of models with any type. So I guess any models. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may not embark on any model with the transport subtype and they may never be selected as the army's warlord. Um, Those of you paying attention will notice that that's identical to the assassin Subtype. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with all of that out of the way, we come to the Infernus Abomination himself. Yep, on page two hundred twenty-two. It is a hundred and thirty-point HQ unit with a movement of seven, weapon skill five, ballistic skill four, strength four, toughness four, three wounds, initiative of five, four attacks, leadership ten, and a four-up save. Mm. Um, unit type is light character. An abomination, uh, and uh, infantry, of course. Yep, yep. Uh, with these special rules, infiltrate, scout, fear two, adamantium will three up, osmotic regeneration, and traitor. And with war gear, transmutative armaments, wraith skin, and the bone charred spitter. You know, I do find it interesting that even though it has a special rule of traitor, that the previous rule of the uh, Cults of Abominatio at war allows you to use it with either Loyalist or Traitor Allegiance if there's no other model in that army that has that blocks it. 
Unless, does it count of itself as well? If the cult operative in the primary attachment does not have a special rule at four, oh, it's the, I'm sorry, excuse me, the cult operative itself. So yeah, yes. he's traitor, he can only be used as traitor. Got it. But it does mean that future cult operatives might be usable by either side. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yep. Um, which, I wonder if like, they're thinking Keeler might show up and have the cult operative. That's that's what I'm thinking, yeah. although they kind of call out, well, I guess it is cult operative. Yeah. It's just weird that it kind of lumps it in with cult abomination. Well, I guess it doesn't technically. They may just call them cult operatives. Yeah. But it's, it's weird because they don't really call cult operative out in the unit itself. It's weird. It, it feels but, very intentional, though. So I'm yes, very yes, curious to see what's coming. Yeah. Euphrates Keeler, some, you know. Maybe Malal fans are going to get a bone. Yeah. Worshippers of the Emperor. Oh, yeah. The Emperor gets his own little uh, cult army. That'd be kind of cool. Big Sujitera vibes. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes, it does give them off. All right. All right. Anyways, we talked a lot about some special rules and war gear that uh, are unique. So let's quickly go through those. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting with Osmotic Regeneration. At the end of the controlling player's turn, if the Infernus Abomination has not been removed as casualty, the controlling player rolls a d6 for every unsaved wound inflicted on an enemy model during that turn. For each result of a 5+, the Infernus Abomination regains a lost wound. Uh, note that wounds regained in this way may not increase the amount of wounds to more than the starting total shown on the unit profile. Uh, it, it's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a vampire. I love it. It's, it's really cool. Um, now we just need them to like actually mention vampires in the fluff like they did in Rogue Trader. <laughs> Bring back vampires, you cowards. <laughs> Space vampires. Um, next up, we have the Bone Shard Spitter, which is its ranged weapon. It has a range of six inches, strength of one, uh, and it is Assault 2d6 Fleshbane. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know how the math on this works out. I don't know if it's good or bad. I suspect it's neither. Um, well, Fleshbane, it's you wound on a two up against infantry models. Ah, is that what that is? I thought it was reroll for some reason. Nope. Nope. Um, you, if you're probably thinking of some dreadnoughts where you have to reroll against Fleshbane wounds, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, the strength one prevents it from outright insta killing things. I think that might be the intention. Um, they don't want to give it to you too easy, I suppose. Also means it's worthless against anything that isn't infantry. That's also true, which kind of makes sense. Sure. I'm shooting, I'm shooting bones at you. I'm only going to hit you, but so hard. Right. Although well, technically not against a dreadnought. If you're, I mean, you roll your two, re-roll your two, you're, 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 do, you're doing wounds to the oh, dreadnought. No, you're right. Yeah. Huh. I've always found how they lay out that kind of weapon that wounds differently. Just a little awkward. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it's, it's the dreadnoughts make it a little weird, but yeah. that being said, it's a cool little weapon. I'm assault 2d6. That could be real nasty or, Ooh, you try okay. to run into that, you know, horde of, a uh, infantry models and just roll snake eyes. Okay. If it's assault 2d6 on a good roll figure, you can get 10 attacks on against a good say one. a dreadnought. That's not, yeah, that's not hateful either. You're even wounding if, on twos. Yeah. You have to re-roll successful ones, but you're still wounding on twos. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's got potential. Yeah, but then you, then there's no armor value. There's no AP to it, so they're rolling their two ups. You're right. 
that's where it's going to fall apart. Yep. Yep. So void terminators and dreadnoughts go for the squishy mortals and militia. (laughs) Oh, this thing will tear militia so bad. (laughs) It'll be bad. I love it. Yeah. It's a cool weapon. It's different. Yes. I appreciate. I like seeing different stuff. It's different. And I could see it, uh, causing a lot of, uh, upsets in matchups. It shouldn't win. Yeah, but you're you're within six inches. Yeah, to use it, so it's you're <laughs> it's all in on that one. It's definitely not the primary weapon, though. The no. primary weapon are the transmutive armaments, which is where its arm basically transmutes into whatever it needs at the moment. Now this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah, it's got three different profiles. Before rolling any hit rolls in the assault phase. The controlling player has to select which weapon profile to use. Uh, First up, you have the Hammer Blade, which is Strength 6, AP 2, Melee, Murder Strike 6 up, Brutal 2, Two-Handed. Spine Lash, which is Strength 5, AP 4, Melee, Reach 2, Breaching 4 up, Two-Handed. And the Talon Rakes, which are Strength 4, AP 5, Melee, Shred, Rending 5. Rending six up, Rampage two, specialist weapon. Hmm. Um, so Talon Rakes for the mortals, uh, Spine Lash for something, I'm sure. I guess if you need to hit first, uh, and then the Hammer Blade for when you want to kill stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to find, because they're both two-handed and you don't really lose out. Like you get the reach, you get a little bit of extra initiative. So it brings you up to initiative seven. Yeah. But I have a hard time justifying using that over the Hammer Blade. Because the hammer blade does not have unwieldy. Yeah, it swings at initiative, uh, and that's initiative five for those of you keeping mm-hmm. track at home. And is brutal too. Uh huh. Two handed, but it does. I get there's no close combat weapon here, so I, I can't remember if it's inferred that every model has a close combat weapon or not. But I don't think regardless. So. But regardless, not sure why it has two handed. But you have murderous strike six up, brutal two. Gosh, with four attacks. Uh-huh. Weapon skill five. Uh, this is this would be scary. You're insta killing most space marines, and, oh, and the ones you aren't insta killing, you have murder strike. Yeah, at AP two, you're insta killing terminators. You're going to put a hurting on that dreadnought. Yes, you are. Hell, four attacks, five on the charge. You might kill that dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Yep, because two handed doesn't prevent the extra attack on the charge. Just right. extra. I'm curious why they did two handed on the. Hammer blade and spine lash, unless it's just for fluff reasons, and then specialist weapon on the talon rakes. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's two handed, so that in our heads we picture it mutating into a two handed weapon, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Either that, or they're going to re- repeat these profiles on future uh, abomination assassins. Yeah. And rampage. Uh, what is rampage again? When you're outnumbered? I believe so. Else? I believe it's extra attacks when you are outnumbered. Okay. So that's not hateful if you're fighting up against like mortals yeah, or like many different types of mechanic, but I'd have a hard time not just relying on the hammer blade. (laughs) If you're not fighting mortals, I think you're swinging the hammer blade. Yep. The spine lash has, is interesting. I like that initiative seven. Unless you were like really worried about not being able to swing first. It feels like coming up against like an emperor's children or somebody who's got something that's going to gank you real hard it feels like the hammer blade is missing unwieldy is what it feels yeah yeah that would i would probably 
suddenly turn it into a contender against all three, I think. Yeah. Because right now, ooh, Hammer Blade's a lot of fun. Yeah. If it had unwieldy, then you'd have to at least survive combat first. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of which, uh, its armor is Wraith Skin, uh, which uh, provides a four up armor save and a four up invulnerable save. Yep. So similar to the other uh, assassins. Yep. I think uh, I think a fun project would make a, a cult militia army and have this guy running alongside them. Yeah. Just a chaos cult army, and I think that would be. I think that while a lot of trader players I know are mad that Imperials got six different assassins and traders only got one assassin, at least so far, uh, I do think that the trader players have an assassin that is actually useful and it's actually going to kill things. Yeah. Whereas I'm not confident about that with the Imperial side. This, this thing's a beast. And a serious contender for that one of those trader HQ slots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned, um, they don't, you know, specifically out call it a, uh, a vampire, but looking at the fluff text, it does mention that, uh, is unaffected by the physical restraints of reality and seem to hunt with an extrasensory perception of its prey and surroundings. It would dissolve and reform into the very thing that those it hunted fear most spawning armaments of nightmarish aspect to tear its victims apart in the tailored agony like bats. <laughs> It could turn into bats. <laughs> okay. Now this, this uh, is gonna, pretty cool. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna <laughs> get in furnace abomination model, but it's gonna be a D and D vampire model. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Maximum spooky times. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that'll be wrapping up the rules for the day. Um, here pretty soon. We're almost there at the inductee. And that should be wrapping up most of our coverage of the Siege of Chthonia. I think that's wrapping up all of our coverage of it, unless we were going to talk about the actual fluff in it. Uh, we can definitely do that, too. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. If one of uh, our sister casts doesn't want it, I suppose. Yeah. We can always take it back. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, with that, I'm going to start wrapping up the episode. Mike, do you got anything in particular you need to plug? Uh. Only that if you're planning on attending Nova Open, uh, you should probably be doing prep for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I certainly should be. <laughs> it's, yeah, less than a month and a half away. Good gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, for those I'm listening. So excited. Uh, yep. Nova Open in Washington, D.C., August 30th through September 3rd of this year. Uh, there's still a few t- tickets left for uh, several events at Nova Heresy. You can go to NovaOpen.com to get your ticket for the the, uh, the con, and you can get your tickets there as well. And you can check out uh, NovaHeresy.com, where we have kind of compiled a bunch of different things together, including the primer. Uh, you can get you know links to the tickets there as well if you'd like. And let's see. Also, oops, I had there goes my phone. Super professional. There we go, <laughs> right in front of me. Uh, the Taking of Ferrix, the Amber Strand Part Two in Dallas, Texas. August 11th through 13th at the Texas open.com. Lucas uh, down in Texas uh, touch base with me. He wanted to give a little shout out to that event going on. And he gave me a little run up here. I just want to let y'all know about their next event. It is August 11th through 13th in Dallas, Texas. If you guys missed out on the Adepticon experience or yearning for more, we are running all the same systems we ran there as well as some new ones. They're rework. They're working on, reworking their points of interest system to tie into the narrative of a bit better 
and have replaced unique characters with what's called the Ferrix Character Forge, allowing you to tell the story of your Praetor's rise to command. It's a slow growth uh, character based uh, system. It's really cool. They have um, a really neat system there. When I went to Adepticon, uh, probably talk, uh, talked a little bit about it, but there'd be points of interest on the map where if you finish your model's movement there, you take it to the front desk and you'd have draw from a deck of like different upgrades you could take. And you kept those throughout the weekend. And if your model get killed, they would drop it and others could pick it up and, you know, there'd be bounties abound and stuff, but also looks like they're doing a character update, which will be really cool. So if you're in the area in Dallas around that time, check it out. TexasOpen.org. Sounds really cool. Yeah. And as always, if you enjoyed our poke, uh, poke, did I say, was I about to say Pokemon? I don't think so. <laughs> if you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at RR30K Podcast. Once again, thanks to GoblinsHut.com, the North American home of Dirty Down Special Effects Washes and Sprays. Patrons receive a 15% discount. And if you'd like to become a patron, go over to Patreon.com forward slash RR30K Podcast. If you'd like to join our community on Discord, the link is in the show notes. And you can leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'd greatly appreciate it. My name is Jesse. I was here today with Michael and uh, Austin as well. We'll see you next time. Keep those dice rolling. And bye for now. Bye.